Welcome to the Your Message Received podcast. And now, taking your message to the finish line, your host, John Duffin. Hey folks, John Duffin here with Duffin Media. Welcome back to another episode of Your Message Received. Your Message Received is the show, the platform, the podcast, whatever, the whole movement that gets you to optimize your communications by leveraging your voice. What's all that mean? We help you find your best, most true, authentic business voice. Heck, find your best, most true voice. Get what you want, find what you need, improve your results, meet the person in your dreams, make billions of dollars. All right, we ain't guaranteeing those last two yet. We're working on them. But the rest of it, I feel really good about. <laughs> so thanks for continuing to watch, listen, like, share, all that good stuff. And the reason I can say with such confidence that we get to leverage your communication, optimize your communications, get you to a true authentic place is because we bring people on who walk the walk. Today is absolutely no exception. I get somebody here today that I've had the pleasure of knowing. I can thank indirectly Lewis Howes, who in essence set the table to get me to our guest today, Sam Houston State Bearcat, <laughs> sports guy, tech guy, Toastmaster speaker, podcast host, Tommy Kenyon. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you for having me. And I, I just do all this. And I, I do all this for selfish reasons. Everyone's like giving me these praise and recognition. And, mm -hmm. and I just like come back and say, like, I'm, I do it for me. <laughs> I love it. Well, what's wrong with that? right? You should get something too. <laughs> I did get this Toastmaster of the Year, nice, very nice Toastmaster of the Year award. So I did get that. Of the year? Yeah. Okay. All I've gotten so far for Toastmasters is basically a pat on the head and saying that I'm, you know, that I do good work, but no one has given me uh, medals yet. So when did you get that? What year? For what year? October 14th, last month. So breaking news, folks, we got Toastmaster of the Year here. And we're and I'm now doubly grateful that you showed up because obviously your dance card is going to get quite filled uh, once once word now has gotten out that you're Toastmaster of the Year. I love it. I love it. For before I go back, I'll stay on this for one moment, uh, just for the heck of it, which is why do you think? Out of all the cool people that speak and sign up for your Toastmasters, not to mention the precision of what Toastmasters is typically looking for, because uh, I find it great and I find it challenging for me all, all at once to stay like within the format, but able to express yourself. Why do you, what was it that they saw or heard that had them select you? Well, Toastmasters, Jenny, if you if you're anyone's familiar with what Toastmasters is, they come to it because I don't I don't think it's a secret that people are more afraid of speaking in front of an audience, and then they'd rather how how's it go to to be the 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 death thing, or they'd rather be in the casket than speaking at the funeral. I got you. I got you. And I'm speaking, I'm hearing you brought a special <laughs> guest. I can hear a dog in the background. Um. 
Oh, yeah, I have windows open. Good. We invite everyone. And... <laughs> so go ahead, man. So it's better to be, as you said, better to be <laughs> dead than actually speaking in front of an audience. Please continue. And I've been active the entire time at Toastmaster. I've been slowly walking up to the pinnacle that is Distinguished Toastmaster. Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm very close. I'm at level fours, level fives, working on now. I have my DTM project, which is, which is a Toastmasters podcast that I've been working on. I'm, in, I'm editing my fifth episode currently for that. And I, but the, the biggest reason I think that I... And here comes my dog. That's great. What's your dog's Company. name? Luciano. Lucky Luciano. Welcome, Luciano. Lucky Luciano. Sorry. Go ahead. And guests, podcasts, guests, and pets. <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing, District 50 Toastmasters in the Dallas area, that's, that's where I've been working a lot of was reaching out looking for a younger audience mm -hmm. 2020 we all went into the zoom mm -hmm. world digital looking at the camera got to look at that camera right? look at the lens brother and and then not to put anything against in person that both both have beautiful values camera mm -hmm. and in person <clears throat> but anyway go back to the toastmaster year and why i think the, the biggest reason there's other factors but we were going digital we were going remote virtual but we also wanted to come back in person and do both mm -hmm. and i'm i'm a big fan of both end and i helped got with the contest team this last season put on district 50's first ever hybrid district contest in a conference setting and that was a big part. That was the first that the district's ever done. And that was a big reason why I got the recognition that I got. Mm -hmm. Now, on its own, that to me is significant enough. That's that's plenty just on its own, right? Um, but one of the things that I admire about you and you guided me to, folks, uh, in addition to the Toastmasters podcast, our man, Tommy Kenyon, hosts another podcast with a whole bunch of episodes that happens to be called Keeping It Real, and that's R-E-E-L-E-E, -E -E, right? Okay, two. I just want to make sure I got it right. <laughs> Which, I want to emphasize the, the film world. It, it started out being in the film world, but mm -hmm. emphasis on film and... Mm -hmm. film yeah, but it's also evolved, and that's one of the things that I find yeah. impressive. So here's what I got the, to the privilege of knowing. So what I find so impressive, and now we'll take a step back, which is this, that this is not people come to Toastmasters or speak or host podcasts for a myriad of reasons. I think yours is rather unique and you've identified it. So talk to me. I want to go back as you're growing up, right? At younger, you would identify something with me in regards to the ability to be able to speak and articulate. Um, what was that like growing up for you? Speaking? Not yeah. much. Until today, I... You might find it crazy. Like, if you know me at all, listen to me. Like, Tommy won't shut up. <laughs> but, like, I don't like to talk still. Mm -hmm. But I do it somehow. I do it for some reason. I, I still talk. And But when I 
find something that I'm interested in, that I find value in, that I want to push on others, you can't shut me up. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the, the difference. If if it's BS, if it's, mm-hmm. I, I don't like the BS. I don't like small talk. I'm getting better with small talk and ways to be interesting. Speakers that we heard back in a, couple, uh, a month ago definitely was a big, big key mm-hmm. into like, creating better small talk but i don't like that traditional like small talk that you 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 just go in like automatic be on autopilot small talk i don't like that kind of small talk but like my it was not talking for me it was me doing things at five years old i was just activating the vcr leaving a audible sound not words but audible sound on an answering machine stuff like that at five years old i noticed that audible cues <laughs> and and what i was what i'm asking i guess is i don't remember a lot me in regards to five years old but i do remember some things and and, and so you obviously were you told that or do you recall that I actually don't remember too much. I, I was told a lot of, I I have videos of me saying it. So I definitely see myself because mm-hmm. I have, I have the videos. Say I, but thank God for young people. Yeah. <laughs> so you actually saw yourself. See, I'm old enough that like there weren't any videos. Uh, so it's like, and, and that's a lot of good news, but it was videoed. Do you remember? So, when did you then again as you were a little kid i mean you got to go to school and all of that so i'm guessing they weren't loving just audible you know what i mean sounds when you were speaking was it difficult for you going through that process for someone who didn't like to talk who would rather be invested in and again um stuff that i find difficult you know the tech stuff that i find wildly difficult what was it like for you like i said even going to school in the communication process one thing that comes to mind when like school and back in the New York area and when I started kindergarten, I would start in this, I went to a school that was like 30 minutes away, not even the closest one. And, uh, but somehow the bus still took me there. I don't still trying to figure that one out and start worrying like, Tommy's not talking. Tommy's not talking. So they're switching me to a special speech dedicated to speech issues. And, and that's, I I actually remember being in in those kindergarten classes and those speech. I remember a a lot of like moments from that. We had like a celebration outside of school, which was on video, which helps my memory too. Great. When I see that on video too, we had, it was a, forget what it was. Remember thing with a leprechaun in the school or something. And and with the, they sent me to the special speech school because Tommy's not talking. What do we do? What do we do? Worried, this and that. And I just came to the conclusion maybe a couple of years back after looking back at all that life and it's like I still have that same mentality today that I just 
didn't want to talk. I think it was as simple as that. It was a conscious choice. One of the reasons I'm asking the questions is not in any way judgmental. I'm more thinking in this regard that back then, at any young age, you going to school, me going to school, it, it's not that the, the, the way messages were conveyed were the same. I don't mean that. I know it was different. However, what I also know, too, is you're young enough as you're riding a school bus, as you're saying, going to this one school that you couldn't understand why they're taking you there. <laughs> so you're young enough that someone is going to make decisions for you. You don't speak. So this is the thing that, that it's like, I'm curious for me, where it's like people are making or jumping to a conclusion that it's like, well, there's something wrong. And you are saying, no, this is, I just don't choose to speak. How did it get solved? And was that okay for you? I don't mean today. I don't mean jump forward today. Back then, it's like, obviously, you got to get through school. So they're putting you through a special school. Were they giving up on you? Or was it simply helping you? Or, or how was that received back then for you? Do you remember? As, as far as resolution, I... I think we're just when I started talking, it's like, oh, he's fine. Like I just started talking at five, six years old. Or I just when I just started talking, he's fine. Mm -hmm. He's good. He's good. He's okay. <clears throat> I don't think there's there's much. Uh, there's nothing really that I think clicked. Mm -hmm. It just it just happened when I just started talking like oh he's fine he can talk they're just worried that he that i wouldn't talk and and then you do and then everything's cool and then you proceed you told me new york so i i identify you and i love this so i identify you as a texas guy and i was going to like have like nothing but fun talking in regards to Philadelphia Eagles versus Dallas Cowboys and Phillies versus Texas Rangers and blah, 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 blah. Um, when did you become like a sports nut and when and who were you following? I love it because, folks, this guy is Tommy does a lot of sports work in regards to what you do with Valley and 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 the tech stuff. When did you know you were like a rabid sports fan? First of all, like all that stuff, like Dallas and Philly, like that doesn't phase me at all because I'm a Houston guy now. I'm Boom, born in I Houston. Know. Right, right, right. And <laughs> born in Houston. A month later, family moved back to New York. Thank you. And sister was born in New York then. Mm -hmm. And then six years later, after I started kindergarten, we moved right mm -hmm. back to Texas. So mm -hmm. and then been in Texas. Houston, now Dallas, an entire time in Texas. And when I was first, really, and it came a little late. If it was probably earlier and when I was probably younger, I probably would have been playing hockey. Mm. But 1999, I got some awards they're given out at school when i was in junior high middle school mm -hmm. in houston to first get some tickets for houston arrows ihl at the time turned a couple nice. of different leagues the 
minor league mm-hmm. hockey team for Houston. Mm-hmm. Now they're the they're still existing in Iowa for Iowa Wild and their farm team of Minnesota Wild. And they gave us a, some tickets for Houston Arrows game. So we we took we had our buddy who's actually from I have family in Philly came down. My uncle who late uncle who passed away probably like 20 years ago big flyers fan and so i i'm i'm pro flyers too so i'm pro a lot of the philly teams because we have family in philly <clears throat> nephew came down and which i decided to interview him in interview invite him mm-hmm. and my cousin and we went out to a hockey game we get upgraded to seats glass seats mm-hmm. 1999 I fell in love with hockey mm. that year it turns out that same year that same season the Houston Arrows and the Dallas Stars both won their respective professional or championship cups so that's when I really became sports fan it was surrounding the sport of hockey so hockey is my number one baseball baseball may be slipping a little bit down so but hockey is my number one sport so I love this. Now, by the way, um, a couple of things that you said that I was mildly aware of, but want to lean into because now I'm more keenly aware. Uh, do you get to Philly? Your family, you say, in Philly. Do you ever get to Philly? Not in a while. Mm-hmm. Then you're Last to- time I, I remember was driving to Texas and we were stopping at what? I think there was in Sesame Place, if you ever heard. Oh, my God, in Langhorn. If you ever saw the one picture, I probably shared on my socials, one picture of me buying a camera, that was at Sesame Place. <laughs> so and I go back to that picture. Actually, I when uh, some of the greatness mentioned here. Yes. I When he t- said to remember your future self and everything and all that, and he showed Lewis Howes, like, even shared his younger self as sure. his lock screen. I did that with that picture. So that's a big deal. So, folks, for me, I, I, I never went to Sesame Place as a kid. It wasn't there when I was a kid. So that's the problem with getting older, these references. But here's what I do know, that... When I launched my voiceover career four years ago, there uh, the, the place that we met was in a strip mall and it was an office and, and the landmark was Sesame Place. It was literally about three blocks. So I saw it every time we did these in-person voiceover workouts, so to speak. We practiced in front of our peers. So I recall that it's a landmark in the Philadelphia area. And, and heck, Tommy, if you were there, then you are probably about 30 to 40 minutes from Philadelphia proper, meaning, and I'll say mm-hmm. Center City, Philly, that's where I happen to live. And so you're about 30, 40 minutes from there. I love that sort of connection. But the other part is, so you just absorb the entire state of Texas as your team's I love Dallas. I love Houston. That's a lot of ground that you're covering, man. Um, well, um, on on some level, I like watching like the Dallas Mavericks. I it's their fun. It used to be the Texas Rangers that I like watching, but Dallas Mavericks they're exciting, fun to watch. I don't necessarily like them as my team professionally. Yeah, I worked and 
covered them. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of got to like those teams yeah. for work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Houston, getting a little weird here. LA Kings. So throwing out the mm-hmm. some Los Angeles there. My buddy Jeremy Roenick, uh, who is a not only a flyer, former flyer, but a former Chicago Blackhawk and a few other teams, one of them being the L.A. Kings, I think it was at the very tail end of his career, uh, is where he may have finished. I have a photo behind me of Jeremy Roenick. I, I love this. So I've become a hockey fan again because of people that I've become friends with in the business and I work with a high performance coach, Dave Scatchard. He's a former NHL player. I didn't know that at all until I started following him on Facebook. Jeremy Roenick, of course I remember from the Flyers. So, but as I become more friendly with them, like their stuff matters. So now I follow hockey. When I go on to Jeremy Roenick does a program on a streaming service that I'm now utilizing called nofilter.net. Uh, which is a live stream platform, which I'm a big fan of. And Jeremy's got a show there. And I don't mean to name check him uh, other than to say, I I just like him. So I'll do that. And they allow you to come on the show. And I swear to God, I know they're dumbing it down for me. I know they are when they're talking hockey. They Because I'm not as detailed as a fan of hockey as I am of, like for me, uh, Eagles are in season as as we're recording this, it, you know, and I'm going to say, but really emotion, Phillies, Eagles, Phillies, Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, that and, and, and the Flyers have been a rebirth for me. So all of that is to say away from my thing um, is more of a I love the fact that you embrace multiples. I think it's that's good news, not bad. Heck, I, th- I think it's wonderful, you know, Um the tech part before we get to the speaking part, because I want to focus on the speaking, which is to me um, so powerful. But you were fixing VCRs. I remember buying my family one back in the day. You were fixing VCR and you're what, before you're five years old. So tech has come naturally in regards to where your brain takes you. <laughs> you're clearly a tech guy in terms of the setup. What draws you to it? to that as I am often the type that repels from it what draws you into what I feel a very difficult field I would say and what a big part of what draws me to and it was just pointed out to me over and over again as I do all this stuff Tommy can just figure everything out and someone just recently said like you you should totally come come I be be that like i i said something i can figure something out in a day or a week and i'll get back to you with that and that should be like your like pick up line catch line catch phrase i'll figure it out in a day and and that'll be it. i i can see tech no reading necessary no manual there's a man sometimes occasionally i'll have to go into like a manual but i can see Mm-hmm. do figure out i was figuring out the vcr i wasn't really fixing but figuring out operation standards like operation wise how how things work and i was i i figured out i usually it takes me a day to figure something out 
All right, duly impressed. Uh, I might be a hair more than a day, like the rest of my life on certain things. So I am wildly impressed by all of that. You say something, and I think it's brilliant. And this is where I want to say to you, you talk about in terms of you adding the ability to speak in addition to the tech stuff. And you and, and there's a quote that you put, I think it was on the podcast, just like AV tech, at least two parts are needed for communication, a sender and a receiver, input and output. So the input part feels like you were already in the process of handling and your career then as you were adding elements just keeps amplifying why it's so important that you're doing what you're doing. Now I'd like to go to the tougher part, which is the output. Uh, and, and, and that sense of choosing to speak. Folks, if you do yourself a solid, and this would relate to any business or personal, but honest to God, so I've become a new follower of the Keeping It Real podcast with Sweet Tea. And I won't lie, I was directed to a couple of specific episodes. So I don't want to act like some brand new expert, but I will say this. I am wildly fascinated because folks, I didn't know, like I am part of, oh, oh my God, it's not even a networking group and, and it's not really a mastermind group, but we were going through Tommy and, and Tommy and I and a few other people, uh, Chris Eichen, um, Craig Mills, and, and, and Tommy jumps on one, right? Where we're reviewing the Lewis Howes book. Oh, I'm looking away and I hate when I do that, The Greatness Mindset. Uh, but I needed to cheat to get the exact title, The Greatness Mindset. So I know Tommy from, again, I said indirectly through Lewis Howes. So I follow Lewis. I've shown up. I'm lucky to say that I've shown up at a couple of events in Columbus, Ohio. And this past year in 2023, I meet Tommy and I've got the preview as we're going through the book chapter by chapter. So I don't think anything. We're just on the book. You know what I mean? We're going through the book. We're going through the chapters. It's like, okay, here's this guy, Tommy. Seems cool. Uh, I, I, I hear a little bit of a Southern accent. That's pretty much all that, that I hear. And, and otherwise, it's like, great. And we're going through chapter by chapter. So the ability to you, you intro with the Toastmaster of the year, but I want to focus on a couple of things in regards to this podcast. You use a term that I don't know if I ever heard before. Uh, speech delays was the term that you heard. And that you shared, I'm sorry. Speech delays was the term that you shared. And I'll go through it in the context, but I'm going to ask you, what is that? When you're referring to speech delays, what exactly is that? This right now. See, there you go. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Pauses. It's maybe unnatural pauses. I'm, I've been. Uh, so I'm told the king of pause. Usually, I, I, I they say I, I'm doing it's effective, but if I hold out maybe for a little long, there's there could be too long, there could be too short. Sometimes the pause absolutely gets you to the next point, but pauses sometimes. Toast messages, we like you. There's other things involved too. Instead, speech delay where it's it's actually verbal cues become crutch words, uhs, likes, ums. You My know, favorite this year has been right, ending every statement with the word right. Done it. 
I I've caught caught myself. So I was like, I don't like it, but like, it happens, and <laughs> it's 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 either when you just stop to think, take them when you need to take them on to stop and think, sometimes too long, or if you feel you need to say something, why you thinking like um. That's a speech delays. Thank you for that. So I'm going <laughs> to continue with the following. As you talked about, I remember you sharing, you know, hey, you consider yourself, I'm a thinker. I'm not putting words in your mouth. Uh, I, that this that I remember seeing. I'm a thinker. Um, that, and um, there you go. So I literally is again, and I and I teach and preach this, which is why I find this so great that you talk about the results of speech delays and speech pattern delays, where you share, you may get passed over, your voice may not be heard. The whole platform that I've created in regards to your message received is simply getting your intended message received without distraction. So I find this brilliant because it's not because I because I do it. And that's, uh, that sounds a little self-serving. What it means is, I haven't heard it communicated from the perspective of the receiver, right? I, I'm more of the mindset that it's like, I have to make certain that the receiver gets what I'm trying to say, that it's my responsibility. I like the way that it's, that in my mind, you're also training the receiver of the message. And I find that really powerful. You know, uh, what I would ask is this. Was that created out of necessity or is it a technique that you have acquired? Created out of necessity. I, I, that was just me, my style, how I, my first speech, I just stood there most of the time, silent, quiet. It was mostly one pause, one long pause. My first icebreaker Toastmaster speech. <laughs> So that's, I think that's my style. You? So do you remember what people did around you while it was going on? They, well, you have the captive audience, so they just stood there and watched me. I, I don't remember any audible sounds. They just waited for my next word. I think that's really impressive. Here's why I think it's important to lean into this point from a business perspective, from a relationship perspective, from an important conversation perspective. I think it's really important to realize that this is going on because I've come from, for me, from the broadcast ad sale <laughs> And living my life at, with one of five kids or a crowded table at, at, at a dinner function that you had to get your point across. So if someone was speaking slowly or the pauses that you refer to, you may not be getting the captive audience that you're getting at Toastmasters that know that I'm going to sit here and pay. My thought would be, the damage is that people are either finishing your thoughts for you, talking over you, or dismissing you. Have you ever encountered that before, and how do you handle it? 
I get a lot of finishing my thoughts. Like I, I, I often want to say, and I think I said it once, that like, I can speak for myself. I have a friend who I, I mentioned before we started recording. I, 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 this is my first like actually being interviewed for this show here, like at, at any word I've done. But I went on my friend's podcast, and it's called My Stuttering Life. He's a stutter. Mm-hmm. He's down in Houston, and great. He he does great great stuff with that too and we're uh why i just lost my train of thought so that happens to me too and i don't ever question or worry in that regard but here's what i'm doing very intentionally today, which is where you've helped me. And one of the reasons I feel like it's really important to have the conversation is very often, I'll just speak for myself, I'm trying to help people to communicate better. And what I'm realizing is this, you just shared it a minute ago when you're saying and when you're addressing someone and saying, hey, you know, I can speak for myself. I guess the question really what I was trying to ask is how do you coach people to realize that they don't need to fill in all the holes, take up all the space. We'll get to your 15 suggestions in a moment, which I think is brilliant. But what I want to be able to say is how do you guide people? Because the natural human reaction, as I've learned based on business experience, living experience and science is people get nervous and they feel like they got to do something. They got to help you. And and it throws everything off as a result. How do you coach other people in terms of just, hey, just hear me out? It's it's not my official idea, but what uh, going back to my my friend, what he yeah. does, stutter, he's going through a drive-through and he's a stutter. It's being upfront with them saying, Hey, I was stutter, be patient with me and just let them know be just be totally up front with them and it it may take me a minute to get a word or two out to be patient and and if if you get that it's like it may be a boundary if you want to say setting a boundary or something and if you be okay with that and we're we're good so folks i i i I want that point amplified because that's to me one of the most powerful takeaways as I was getting to learn about Tommy Kenyon better than book club member and and some guy showing up at a summit and and high-fiving and hugging and all that sort of thing. It's really important because I never realized, so I've been speaking for a lot of years and I've put every single bit of that and the way that I teach others and coach others on me on us. I got to go fix this. I got to go solve this. I got to be the one to answer all your questions and solve all your problems. And, and, And that sense of unnecessary pressure to me, I think is it's when you talk about that sense of, of that silence, you in, in terms of that, it's, I love the fact that you, your friend, and I listened to portions of that episode in terms of doing my helping. I listened to portions of the episode and I loved it. Puts it out front, just as as 
hey, look, it might take me a minute. And I can't imagine that if you share that, that people would be like, well, no, I'm not. I, like, I can't, I can't imagine we live in a world that cold and awful that people would do that. So I love that because I think it changes everything in regards to giving people a chance to speak, giving people a chance to be heard. And I don't think that's asking a lot. I, th I think that's really cool. And that was one of the most impressive things that I'm learning is I can wait. Um, by the way, I was horrible in regards to uh, silence, horrible. I would literally need to jump in within four tenths of a second to, to take up more air. <laughs> You're teaching me, and this is where I'm acknowledging you. I don't need to do that so much. And I love it. I love it. Um, hey, could you talk to me a little bit in this regard? So you put some suggestions out, things that you have chosen to do, including hosting a podcast and, and all the to improve the way that you communicate for someone who isn't necessarily wanting or needing to do that, but you're doing it anyway. One question before I go through the 15, which is simply this, why did you feel the need to keep pushing yourself forward? What's it, what's in you that you need to keep pushing yourself forward in the output direction? Being curious mission thing, a huge part of that. I, a lot of that this year where I got loaned in this year and last year from again, Lewis. So I always loved it. I can't shout out greatness school of greatness what i what i gotten from there back in 2016 from lewis house i can't shout out him enough mm -hmm. and i met my other friend from that same community too lewis house so we both you know, we're both very familiar with with the greatness and school of greatness <clears throat> but what why i do what i do why i push for what i do like say i opened up like toastmasters i do it for me i'm curious i want to learn so I do it for me. I do my podcast because I want to learn from people and talk to people. I And then I'll take it one step further. I share it for the unselfish reasons so other people can hear it. Mm -hmm. Why does that matter to you, sharing it so others can hear it? Like, like you said, everyone everyone deserves to be heard and everyone if i learn from someone I, I everyone i come in contact with everyone we come in contact with i've heard it many times before this is not me saying it that you learn something from everyone mm. Mm. You, uh, something has someone has someone something to teach you mm that you can and there's a reason why you're connecting uh, reason why you and i here connected today we're in zoom or in person there's a reason why we're connected today maybe it's for a year maybe it's for long term i don't know but there's a reason for that there's a reason why i'm here in this moment today i love that i love the depth of that now with all some of the action <laughs> stuff that i happen to love by the way so folks when you listen to Tommy's podcast, I'm gonna, you now get are going to get a preview of one of the cool things that he has identified uh, are ap action steps that someone can take 
to improve, whether they are having difficulty communicating or, or unwilling or not feeling comfort in regards to the way that they communicate. You've taken some steps, uh, talk more, get your topics ahead of time, those sorts of things. What to you would be of those steps, one or two things that someone should do immediately? Is there any sort that could help themselves to articulate or if, or not even necessarily articulate, feel better about the message that they're conveying. Do it scared. Whatever scares you the most, it's pushing record on a video camera, jumping, like, training. I, I jumped into tra training sessions with Toastmasters and I was actually a trainer in front of a crowd and audience on Zoom and in person. Do trainings, train. Training is one of the best ways you, you, you say say teaching something helps you learn something better. Train. Mm -hmm. Do it scared. Post your first video. Put record your first video and post it. Share it with and then just jump in, lean in, do it scared. Push record. Give me an example of a do it scared that you had that you can that is memorable for you that after you pushed hit record or whatever it was that you did it scared and as a result you feel good about it. Walk me through the steps if you recall. Not necessarily a record moment, but when I volunteered this last time at Summit of Greatness. They're like, for the, I volunteered at the opening. I don't know if you were there for the opening. For, the I, I forget when you, the, the opening party behind the theater. Yeah. I was there. there. Yeah. I was volunteer. Uh, probably, yeah, I did. Yeah, I saw you. <clears throat> I, I saw a lot of people that day. I thought I was, I was fine. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I was making a point to be present. Hmm. Oh, boy, was I present. I and it scared me too to think that I especially five years ago if I go back five years would I ever be doing something like that and to just be present like that to so many people for so many people welcoming them into the blonde party networking party and they say walk up if you see someone and this is how you that everyone should be. I was just reading something last night about this too. If you see someone standing by themselves, not talking, being alone, separating themselves from the crowd, walk up to them, say, and invite them in, invite them into a conversation and include them. If you see someone just standing around, they say, and I was doing that. I was walking up to people, challenging them, Hey, I challenge you to meet five new people here today on this lawn. Invite them to lunch. Invite them to and talk about takeaways from this weekend. And I did that with so many people. And I've come back. Some some people I've connected with. They they come back to me and said, "Thank you so much for doing that. You don't know how much that like actually impacted me. Like and just hearing that, like just I was scared at the because like, putting yourself out there and. But just hearing that thank you from them, it washes it away. That receiving that gratitude mm. from them. Mm. 
See, I think it matters. Uh, so my recollection, uh, so we encountered each other a few times and I can think of two specifically. And it's weird because what I remember the, the clearest is the very beginning and the very end. I, I don't know why I don't, I, I, and, and it was that party. We're on the lawn, folks. And one of the cool things, if you've ever been to this event before, uh, great, then you can relate. And if you haven't, I'd wildly suggest you go. The terms are going to be a little bit different, but we're on basically a lawn on the backside of the Ohio Theater. And it is a big, beautiful setup. And I talk to a lot of people, and, and you just hit on something, Tommy there is still a level of discomfort for me that I have come to accept. I don't, I don't push it away. I don't act like, Oh no, no, I'm getting nervous. I, I, I know that's a part of my DNA. I don't love it, but I'll own it, which is there's a level of discomfort of putting yourself out there when you talked about, right? So I'm out there and technically you're alone, right? I mean, unless you flew in with a group of people, I'm there and I feel a little vulnerable and I want to go back to high school and, you know, high school dances and the weirdness. And I want to take all that with me. Right. And um, thank God, thank God for people like you that literally showed up. You know what I remember about you the most? Your smile. Just your smile and, and, and that inclusion and openness. I do recall you talking about the meeting five people. I remember that. And I remember seeing you at the big um, concert dance, going away party and all that stuff like that. And Tommy, I have the same recollection. Um, I'm bonding hard that night with people that I'm still friends with. And I remember that, you know, when you got done an experience, just so hearing from you the discomfort, I'll share back to you. I didn't feel that when I saw you. I didn't feel it at all. Uh, and I'm not blowing smoke. I mean, I'm saying I just felt like a warmth and an ease of just making me feel a little less alone in, in a large group of people that, that are there and care and all that stuff. You made me feel a little less alone. So I thank you for that. And I love the fact that you tell me that that wasn't easy for you. I mean, I, well, part of some whatever... Take a breath, step back. Mm -hmm. When I, my words get jumbled. When I <clears throat> say all this, like what people tell about me and, and that, that Tommy's this, Tommy's that. Mm -hmm. One, another thing that they've been saying in the last two years about me maybe goes, can go down to one word calm, calm, cool, collected. So I I don't get what's the word I'm looking for. I don't get stressed. I, I there's there's certainly moments where pressure or but I don't feel the pressure too much. It, it's staying calm in the moment and. I can, I, I'm that way a lot better, and especially in the last two years. And people have been noticing, telling me that and noticing me that. Love that. So let me ask you this. In addition to do it scared or anything else that you would convey that somebody could do, it could be from that top 15 or it could be something new. In addition to do it scared, how do people burst through that sense of fear to become more true and authentic? Just a little 
camera here, lens here that we're supposed to be looking at, and that might throw the focus off a little bit. I see you looking now. But <laughs> that lens is a friend, a family that needs to really hear your message. Instead of, and it's weird being in the computer, mm -hmm. Zoom lens, cameras lens, especially now I, I kind of get not really how on camera talent because they they look at the camera all the time mm -hmm. but <clears throat> that lens is that person that one person friend family member cousin that really needs to hear what you have to say in that given moment talk to them not you're not talking to a camera you're talking to that friend mm -hmm. that's, that's what i constantly hear and that's that's really good advice it's great advice and you just conveyed it so beautifully. One of my favorite coaches that has helped me tremendously would amplify what you said. Her name is Kelly McGee and she'd amplify that. She literally, if I'm practicing or whether it's on camera or whether it is voice related or both, you know, find that person, realize why would it matter that you tell that person, whatever it is. And in her words, would you just conveyed, go talk to them. Just go talk to them. And last thing, something I learned from Toastmasters too, and, and delivering a message, know what you want to say, know what you're, what you want to leave them with and make that the last thing that you say in like a speech. And then just everything else builds up to that. Cause people are going to leave with the last thing you say, whether it's a quote story lead. And I, I, I they're one of my major takeaways from building a, a speech and message build up but make sure your message is what you want and, and the last thing and and impacts your message and the last thing you say so that's what they'll remember the most wow 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 two more questions number one uh what does authenticity mean to you being here this no matter no no worries calm and doing everything that what's in here and make and and convincing not so much convincing but making the head and the heart work together to, to because once they're working together it's you're unstoppable mm. So it's the heart, brain, the heart telling the brain what to do, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. So what would be the last thing you said? You're leaving with the last thing. What would be the last thing you'd want to convey today, this first round in regards to what was what is it that you want to convey to people, to me? To I'm figuring stuff out as far as the tech, find that one thing and to seek to be curious and figure it out whatever it is that you do figure it out because you're here for a reason and figure it out whatever it is what, that one thing that you've been struggling with the most like i want to go back to maybe a few few minutes ago mm -hmm. and and i it was, and it's been in the back of my head why I joined Toastmasters, mm -hmm. it's not for 
people was it, it was for the public speaking for mostly right white people join for me i was going job and job interview after job interview after job interview i'd get there would be a common denominator after all those work on your communication work on your communication work on your communication so i was going to toastmasters for my communication mm-hmm. public speaking is a big part of communication but communication 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 is that what i was going in for i got so much else confidence working on my leadership and then other stuff i was doing leadership and then now today i would not turn down a speaking gig in front of an audience i would i actively seek it i'm I'm still working towards that but i wouldn't turn it down i would I can definitely see myself on a stage now. Or to quote Tommy Kenyon, hey, I can speak for myself. Uh, And I would have to agree. I would be really inclined to agree. So first, I want to acknowledge you. uh, This this to me took on so much more in terms of layers and depth, which is what I hope for. That, that if we get the chance to help someone else out, to be able to articulate, to, to find the reason, the techniques, to bust through a little bit of fear, then I feel like I get to do my job. And Tommy Candy, you helped me do my job beautifully. And so first and foremost, I thank you and acknowledge you for that. Thanks so much for, for just showing up, man. Yeah, I just, that's what I've been doing a lot, showing up and just being more and more present each day so last thing like i said and it's not even a question which is well it's a fairly easy one actually it is a question so in addition to putting in the links for the podcast where would be the best way to find you where people want to know more what's the best way to get to you instagram is my favorite social platform right uh, t michael kenyon everything else link up so that, we'll but... instagram beautiful we'll have that link yeah. up uh, I'll have the podcast link as well, too. Is there any other link you suggest to be here that we can make it easier for folks to make sure they get to you? Just just that link, I eat, and they can find everything on Connect that's connected there. Perfect. You got a link tree, I believe, if I remember seeing that. Which yeah. is, so that is great. Uh, one more time. Tommy Canyon, thank you so much for showing up for me today. Thanks for speaking and teaching, not just me, but my audience I am eternally grateful. Would you come back? 100%. Awesome. Then I know I did my job. I'm thrilled. Hey, folks, you've just heard another episode of Your Message Received. Again, remember, you find the people that walk the walk, like Tommy Canyon, and we get the chance to be able to take another step forward. Hello, John. Push past your fears. I'm a work in progress, too, by the way, and I don't mind that a little bit. So... (laughs) Thanks so much for listening, for watching us. Keep liking, liking, sharing, loving. Tell your family, friends, and we will keep driving more content through your front door. John Duffin here, Duffin Media. Thanks so much for showing up today, folks. Have a wonderful day, and we will talk soon. Bye. And now, making its way across the finish line, your message received has been a production of Duffin Media.